Hey guys, it's Keon, and tonight I'm going to talk to you about UFC 262, which just finished, and I wanted to give you my thoughts right away about it. And um, let's get to the main event. That was basically the biggest part of the show, in my opinion, and that was Charles Oliveira defeating Michael Chandler to become the new UFC lightweight champion, and he did that in the second round, TKO. Charles Oliveira, man, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm very happy for him. You know, this was a, a very uh, a long time coming for him. He's been in the UFC f for 10 years, more than 10 years. And for him to capture the belt now is just, it just caps off like all the struggles that he went through, the highs, the lows. And it's the perfect time for him to capture the belt. That's what I'm trying to get at. And let me just go through the fight with you guys. Charles, he started off strong with leg kicks. He dropped Michael right away with uh, a, a low leg kick. But uh, Chandler, he rocked him with some punches afterwards. And this forced a desperation takedown from Charles. And I don't know why uh, Chandler did this, but then he gave his back to Oliveira. Oliveira was trying to lock up a rear naked choke. And honestly, I thought the fight was going to be done right there. But then um somehow michael chandler he just uh powered his way out of that and he, the crazy thing too was that charles Oliveira he had a triangle body lock on um on chandler you know that's hard to get out of you know and and the other thing too is that they were in there they were in the air at one point and chandler slammed him onto his back to try to get out but all that does is sink in the triangle uh, lock even more so it was looking bad early on for Chandler but then he got out the fight got back up and they started exchanging once again and Chandler blitzes him with more punches and the fight really looked like it was going to be finished at this point really because um Charles he was rocked got dropped was eating a lot of punches and then Right before the ref was going to stop it, it, it looked like he pulls guard and that buys him some time. Still eating some punches, but was able to survive. And that was the first round. In my opinion, I thought Michael Chandler won uh, round number one because, um, yeah, it was very dominant with those two uh, blitzes of punches that hurt Charles. But you could also give round one to Charles as well but in my opinion going into round two Michael Chandler had the momentum for sure personally I thought he was gonna finish it in round two you know it really looked like that's what the narrative of the fight was going to be but then we get into round two and right away Oliveira he connects with a right hook a left hook actually and this rocks Chandler Chandler's backing away now Oliveira follows up with more punches before the ref finally steps in. And then that's it. We have a new UFC lightweight champion in Charles Oliveira. And it was an impressive win, you know. It would have been pretty cool if he won the belt with a submission. But even if he didn't win it with a submission, this finish was very impressive as well. So I can't complain about that. And I'm sure a lot of people enjoyed that as well. And once again, I think this is 
awesome for Charles Oliveira. Even the way he was celebrating at the end of this fight, it was just, it was beautiful to see. You could see the emotion on him, the excitement of how much grind he had to put into this in order to get to this moment. So seeing that, seeing all his hard work over the years finally come through and make it into a championship. This is someone I saw at UFC 154, um, 152 actually, when he fought Cub Swanson down at featherweight. And now in that fight, he got knocked out in the first round. And now we're talking about Charles Oliveira as the lightweight champion. It's, it's crazy how this sport just plays out. And I love it. That's why I love this sport. Next opponent for Charles Oliveira. We should start talking about that right now. I think it should be the winner of Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. You know, um, Dustin Poirier should have been fighting for the belt originally. I thought it should have been Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira from the start, but he decided to take the Conor fight. Whoever wins that fight for sure deserves a shot at the title. Maybe not Connor. <laughs> I don't think he deserves a shot, but um, he definitely puts himself in a position to fight for the title if he defeats Dustin Poirier in their third fight. That's a fight I would like to see. Um, either man against Charles Oliveira. That's my pick. As for Chandler, I got to give him respect uh, for finishing the fight, almost finishing the fight in round one. You know, it really seemed like he was going to be the champion, the new UFC lightweight champion after that second barrage of punches. But, um, you know, the the sheer tenacity and heart and willing to face adversity in order to get what he wanted. Charles Oliveira really deserved this championship tonight. But I do um, believe in Michael Chandler when he says he's going to come back for that belt. A next fight for him, in my opinion, should be Justin Gaethje. I think that would be a fantastic fight. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Sign me up for that fight. Both powerful punchers. Great cardio. I think that's a beautiful fight. Or they could do the winner of Islam Makashev versus Tiago Moises. Actually, no, that's that's uh, a little that's a little too much. I would say maybe even Benil Dariush. You know, you could do Benil Dariush versus Michael Chandler. I wouldn't even mind seeing that as well. But um, Michael Chandler, he definitely earns respect after this defeat. You know, he, he really fought very well until he got finished. So there's no shame in his performance tonight as well. Let's move on to the co-main event. Benil Dariush, he defeated Tony Ferguson by unanimous decision. This was a dominant performance by Dariush. You know, um, to be honest, I thought going into the fight, it was going to be more of a competitive fight. But it was just dominant grappling from Benil for the entire fight, basically. He had that tight heel hook at one point, and Tony's knee basically got destroyed after that. 
and it rendered his mobility for the rest of the fight he couldn't really do anything on the feet or even on the ground because once you just once that knee is blown out it's uh it's hard to do anything but i have to give him credit for not tapping just like in the fight with Oliveira, not tapping to that armbar now not tapping to that heel hook and we all know that tony ferguson he's still a, a very tough fighter that's what I could say in his past three defeats but even when the fight was on the feet in round one Benil Dariushi was getting the better of him with the exchanges you know I don't I don't even think uh, Tony really connected with anything to be honest and it's so unlike Tony Ferguson when I saw that I was like man this isn't the same Tony Ferguson anymore and that was so devastating to see you know after all the years of seeing this man as one of the scariest strikers in the lightweight division and now not even in the lightweight division of all of MMA you know he was he was terrifying to trade with on the feet but in the beginning of round one it just he he didn't look like himself you know and that was very sad to see yeah that's the that's the that's the best uh, way I could put it. It was very devastating to see, and in my opinion, I think it's clear to say that we are past the best days of El Kukui. You know, we're not um, we're not there anymore, and it sucks because the UFC really screwed him badly with not giving him an actual shot at the actual title you know so for it to end like this after a very legendary run it's uh it's very hard to see this was one of those fights i didn't want to see anyone lose but i thought at the very least it'd be competitive and it wasn't that at all so yeah it's uh it's it's kind of devastating to say that you know um Let's talk about next opponents for both fighters. For Benil Dariush, I'm thinking, like I said, with Michael Chandler, I think Michael Chandler would be a good uh, fight for him. You know, I think uh, that makes sense. Uh, or the winner of Islam Makashev versus Tiago Moises. That would also make sense as well because see the thing with Benil he was dominant but he didn't put that exclamation mark of a performance you know I could admit that as a fan of his and if Islam Makashev uh, wins against Tiago Moises I know the UFC is pushing him big time so I think that would make more sense that Benil Dariush versus Islam Makashev fight if uh, Islam wins against Tiago Moises. But if not, uh, Michael Chandler also makes sense as well. So one of uh, those three options, I guess. As for Tony Ferguson, regardless of this 3-5 win streak, we heard it in his walkout. He's still a fan favorite, you know. Uh, the the crowd loved him and that's going to happen in any crowd he fights for they're gonna love tony ferguson he's an attraction in mma so i think um for him i will also give him the 
winner of Islam Makhachev versus Tiago Moises. You know, I think that also makes sense as well if he's if he's still trying to fight uh, top competition. I think that should be okay. But um, personally, it, it pains me to say this, you know, and I, I hate saying this about any fighter, but I think um, Tony should consider calling it a career, you know, and I, I don't like telling fighters or giving an opinion on when fighters should end it. But it's just at this point, Tony is not going to be fighting for a belt. You know, he's 37 years old and I just see no way for him to get back into title contention, especially after this defeat. So if he's still trying to fight for a paycheck or just fighting because he likes to fight, then he can do that. There's no stopping him in that. But in terms of legacy, I think he should just call it a career. That's just my opinion, though. Let's talk about uh, the opening fight of the pay-per-view, and that was Edson Barbosa. He defeated Shane Burgos in the third round by knockout. Very fun fight, back-and-forth action. Edson found success with kicks to the body, head, legs, everywhere, basically. He is a kicking master. Um, he also connected with some nice counters as well especially that right hand that was connecting quite a bit to the head of Shane Burgos. And there was a couple of times where Shane was rocked from these shots. But he was tough, Shane Burgos was, and he connected with some shots as well on the feet. And after round two, in my opinion, it looked like the momentum was in his favor. It was 1-1 in my opinion, but um, it kind of looked like Edson was slowing down. So my favor was in Shane Burgos to kind of take over in round three and possibly win the fight. But then Edson, he connects with another right hand and Shane, he tries to play it off. But then moments later, you just see his eyes go out and then he falls back. And it, it was just such a delayed reaction. It was such a weird thing. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that since, honestly, now that I bring it up, since uh, Charles Oliveira versus Cub Swanson back at UFC 152. That's kind of how it went down similarly. Um, Cub Swanson rocked Charles Oliveira and then a couple of seconds later, Charles just goes down and the, the fight was stopped. And this was kind of similar, but probably even longer, in my opinion. And uh, those extra shots, that was so unnecessary. The ref should have stepped in. I understand it was a weird situation, but that was bad. I, I got to admit that. Um, but yeah, Edson Barbosa, winner by knockout in the third round after a very fun fight. A next uh, opponent for him has to be Giga Chikese. Giga Chikese, the Georgian fighter, he recently is coming off that win against Cub Swanson with that uh, kick to the liver. Great kicker as well. I think that would be a marvelous fight between two masterclass fighters. 
in striking, especially with their kicks. I think that that would be a beautiful fight. That could honestly headline a fight night, in my opinion. And Edson Barbosa, he's been looking so great at 145 too. So I think he deserves a big name. I know Giga Chikese isn't the biggest name, but he's getting up there after his uh, most recent win. And uh, yeah, make this fight. I think this is the fight to make for Edson Barboza next. Um, as for Shane Burgos, I think a good opponent after this defeat would be Lando Venata. He picked up a win as well on this card. And uh, yeah, that's just going to make another fun fight. That's why, I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm picking that fight for Shane Burgos. Uh, let me give you my final thoughts on this card. So I didn't really see much of the prelims. I got to admit that. Um, the only... I saw the Lando fight. He won. But um, the fight that I was most impressed with was Andre Munez. Andre Munez, he defeated Ronaldo Jacare Souza by armbar in round one. And this was a very impressive win because he was... Going into this fight saying he was the better grappler, uh, better in jiu-jitsu than Jacare, but, um, and yeah, that's crazy, that's crazy stuff to say, you know, about uh, uh, a fighter like Jacare, who's an expert on the, on the ground with submissions and grappling in general, but he really proved that he can hang with these elite level Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighters because he got he he locked up a, an arm bar and it's funny because he locks it up and then you hear the snap the pop whatever it was in Jacare's arm the ref immediately steps in and it was nasty even even seeing the pop on the instant replay you see it but I think the, the noise itself was just disgusting like I heard it live when it happened I'm like was that was that his arm? And then once we discovered that Jacare's arm was all busted up, I'm like, yeah, that that was his arm. That was nasty, man. Like, um, very impressive win by Andre Munez, and um, great statement, you know, to put against. Uh, I know Jacare's older now, 41 years old, but um, to beat him in his own game, I think that's very impressive. And uh, credit to Jacare for not tapping and all these years of being a top middleweight. But um, I think it's uh, the end of the road for him as well, or soon to be the end of the road at 41 years old. He's opening his own school of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It just, his time is, uh, is done, you know, in my opinion. But uh, Thank you for all the years, Jacare Souza. Overall, rating this card out of 10, my score would be 6 out of 10. I was very impressed with Charles Oliveira, or even that fight in general. Michael Chandler, I'm impressed with him as well. I was also impressed with Shane Burgos versus Edson Barbosa, but all the fights in the middle were very lackluster, you know? Um... Yeah, like I, I was very disappointed with the Benil Dariush versus um, Tony Ferguson fight as well. I thought that would be a little bit more competitive. And even if it wasn't, I wish Benil kind of put more of a statement in this fight. As as much as it was dominant, I wish he, he went for the finish a little bit, a little bit more. I, I see that he was fighting with hesitancy. 
I feel like the pressure really got to him in the moment. It was a big fight for him, the biggest fight in his career, but um, just it wasn't the statement win that I was hoping for from Benil Dariush and just wasn't the competitive fight that I was that I was hoping for in general. So that was disappointing. And um, yeah, six out of 10. That's my score for UFC 262. What would be your score? Let me know. What was your favorite moments? And I hope you have a good week. Bye-bye.